Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 37. Today, left-handed pitcher Brock Burke is going to join us from Oakland a little bit later. But right now, Jeff, let's get into the current team and what's going on right now. The Rangers sit at 20 and 23 this Friday morning. That's when we're taping. They're 20 and 23. They've won two in a row. Yeah. Um, I've looked it up. If they, They've got three more in Oakland starting tonight. Um, if they can win two of the next three, they will split the road trip. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of all you can ask for. I think, I think every team is, is satisfied if that's their minimum. You right. know, you, 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 you don't want to come home with a losing record. It happens obviously, but uh, you know, after going one and one and three against the Astros, exactly. getting that split, that's that, that win on Wednesday in Anaheim was, was, was pretty big. And, you know, o- Oakland can pitch a little bit, you know, we saw Frankie Montas last night. That guy's, well, he was good. Ridiculous. I, 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 He's gonna he's gonna get a the A's are gonna get a lot for him at the trade deadline. Yes, <laughs> and how and, much control is he still under? Oh, a lot. Okay, yeah, and um, you know, then, uh, but but they they have a decent decent rotation. That place, for whatever reason, the last few years the Rangers just haven't scored runs there, and um, they figured out a way though Thursday night and 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 won the game, and um, they just got to figure it out the next the next couple and. Come come on back home at least five hundred. That'd be that'd be pretty handy. You can't ask for any more than that. I think any good team tries to at least go five hundred, uh-huh. and if they can do that, or at least stay close to five hundred. Well, and, and this trip is against the two the top two teams in the division. Absolutely, too. yeah, yeah. So I mean, so so that works good. Hey, but the you know let's 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 not be around the bush. Let's be honest. This is a playoff team. They're three and a half back of the wild card now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, I really look at those wild card standings, but uh, you know they're you know we. I think this is two or three shows running now. We've said it. They're playing. They're playing pretty good baseball after that two and nine start. Yeah, you know they're eighteen and fourteen. Um, they're thirteen and nine this month. Uh, going, Six and four in ten days. Yeah, going in going into this uh, Friday night game. So, um, again, you know they have their stinkers. They, you know that that inning the other night in Anaheim. I was I was there for Tuesday night. Yeah, no runs should have scored. Sure, <clears throat> but that that happens to a lot of teams. Um, it seems to happen to this team a little bit too much, and they got to clean that stuff up. But yes. you know that's that's going to happen. You know, as as the roster gets better and more experienced, that that will happen, and in theory at least, and uh, they'll they'll be in more games. But again, they they came back, um, made a little noise in the ninth there. You know, the Sunday night loss, the Sunday afternoon loss rather. Um, they loaded the bases and one out and had Jonah Heim, their best hitter, up. Yep, he bounced into a double play, and you know they ended up losing the game there but um they're 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 in the games yep. uh, for the most part and they make the winning they, team sweat i mean yeah i mean they, they they've, they've seemed to struggle hitting on the road but um they'll, they'll figure that out well and let's look, look marcus simeon starting to a little bit come out of it sure um, he's he's hit, he's always been hitting the ball pretty hard they're starting to drop a little still doesn't have the home run yeah. thought he had one yesterday uh looked like yeah was it tuesday was and it two- Anna, no Wednesday? Then he had the triple. He had the triple off the. Was that off the one the that was wall. off the wall? Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, um, but you know, we're, that elusive home run is still not there yet for a guy that hit forty five last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I'm not worried. That's still we're still early. Um, yeah, he's he's not going to put up 40 home runs this year. He's probably he, he was never going to put up 40 home runs. Right. That's the thing. I mean, he's he went from we said this last week, a minor league park, a minor league park, and Rogers Center, a home run haven. Right to a to a home ballpark that is not a home run haven. Exactly. So, um, that and the Rangers were they weren't expecting them to do that. They, right. They knew that that wasn't going to happen, but. Um, you know the good the good news is though that while he's struggling, other guys have have picked it up. Jonah Heim, Cole Calhoun, um, who, well, he's got six home runs in his last eleven games. I think uh, just you know this is a this is a guy who's hit thirty eight home runs. I think is his career high, something like that in in a season. Um, he was hurt all of last year. He got hurt last off season, um, and and you know tried to play through it and it didn't work. And his, his numbers reflect that but the rangers got him for a reason they thought they could get him on a rebound he's a great great leader great clubhouse guy and um so yeah the turnaround yeah it's, it's thanks it, to me yeah, yeah let's, let's be honest yeah. started with me i mean look he started off slow yeah. um and and really kind of got going and then i played the home run game with him ever since i played the home run game with him Look what he's done. He's gone crazy. In fact, Simeon and I need to play the home run game. Well, Maybe we need to get him to play it. But I, I take <laughs> full credit for for uh, for Cole Calhoun and his turnaround. I haven't told him this yet because I haven't <laughs> seen him since he's been on this tear. Uh, maybe we'll play the doubles game and he can start getting some more doubles or something. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out as we don't go. Downgrade him. For every good player that, that that seems to be doing some things, there's some that are struggling too. And you look at the guy that's behind you yeah, who's scuffling. Boy. And what a guy. We, we love this guy. If you've never met Andy Abanez, just a super sweet kid. I, I like this guy, but I I mean it's uh, it's it's tough. His defense yeah. has been his better part of his game. Which is which is surprising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um especially at third base because you know last last spring, spring of twenty one, it was it was not good. And uh, he's worked on it, obviously. Kept working, kept working. Now he's now he's might be the Rangers' best defensive third baseman. Now that's yeah. that's not clearing a very high bar. No. but um, that's why he's playing. The problem though is he's not getting out of the, the slump. He's not. Yeah, I think he's two for his last forty three. Um, he did draw the bases loaded walk last night to yeah. get the Rangers the first run, but he it's not doing doing him any favors up here letting him continue to struggle like this and maybe eventually he breaks out but he probably should be a triple a and and you know it, it's it's uh unfortunate to say that yeah uh, but he's not the first guy who in his second season has encountered problems and yep. and you know you get fixed by going to the minor leagues and working on things and a lot less less pressure right um they can put a lot more focus on you and um go from there so I, I don't I don't know when that will happen. <clears throat> I think it will. Now he may go out and hit five home runs the rest of this weekend, and <laughs> and and hey, maybe something maybe something happens. But um, I, I think that the Rangers could probably get by with Culberson and um, and, and Brad Miller, Miller yeah. at third base. Let's be honest. Bring up too. bring up Tavares. <clears throat> um, get him some at bats. I don't I don't I don't think they want to do Josh Smith or Davis Wenzel just yet. They're not on the forty. And they're either. not on the forty. And so, there, there's going to be some forty man issues coming up when Leclerc and, and Hernandez come off the 60, 60 day IL. So, you know, that that plays in it. Plus, I mean, Wenzel is on the injured list, but Josh, right. Josh Smith's playing pretty good. Yeah. Well, and and something happened the other night that is foretelling of what you're talking about, Andy Ibanez, uh, left handed pitcher on the mound, and three catchers were in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I got to be honest, kind of dug that. Uh, that, that. That surprised me, but it's telling right there that they're putting the bats in the lineup that they feel can do something. Not too good of a sign for Andy Abanez. Uh, that's that. It was a left-handed pitcher. That's a perfect person. They had, uh, you know, and they go with three right. Uh, they go with three catchers to get them in the lineup because they're the hottest bats. Let's be honest, all three of them. Um, yeah. Heim is far and away probably the best hitter on the team right now, or at least he's producing the most right now on the team. Calhoun's doing fantastic too. Garver's found some little bit of power this week. Uh, you know what? Three games in a row, he had a home run. Yeah, um, and he's done well. Uh, but you know, Sam Huff. Hits the ball hard and he's gotten a hit and you know except for the pinch hit when he didn't get a hit the, in that that late inning the other night he's got a base hit in every game that he's played in. Yeah, he, he you know he he hasn't he doesn't have any extra base hits. No, but uh, I, I think that comes. I mean the important thing is you got to hit the ball. You sure, gotta, you got to be able to hit the ball and make contact, which he's doing. Uh, he's hit some. He's had some. You know that that at bat you're talking about that pinch hit at bat at Houston. You know he first pitch from. Presley, he, you know, if that ball stays fair, it's a home run. Yep. I mean, that's the distance it had, and uh, he's got that potential. And um, if if he's going to be in the major leagues as a backup catcher, because you know Garver still can't catch, right? And this is may not for the rest of the year. Old information, you know. He, yeah, he he hasn't thrown. He he may not. Um, he he may be able to play first base, you know, but I don't know about catching. But anyway. You got to get at bats for Sam Huff because it does. It, you know he's still a developing player and it doesn't do him a lot sure. of good up here if he's just playing twice a week. And exactly, you know, again he's on the forty man. Again, there's a crunch coming up, so they don't want to add any of the catchers from AAA. Uh, so they got to find a way to get him on the field and first base. You know, DH if Garver for some reason were to need a day off from DHing, uh, that's a possibility for Huff too. But you know, you need to get him. I think he probably needs four games a week. To between catcher and first base and DH to yeah to you know get get the fifteen to twenty at bat range and and you know he can soak in the game when he's not on the bench you know right. talk to the pitchers talk to Bobby Wilson the catching uh, and uh, coordinator exactly and, and and figure it out from there well and let's let's be honest I mean Abanez is <laughs> someone that loses at bats in certain situations like that uh, so so's low uh, they they didn't. Look, Lowe hit a home run last night, a big home run. That off was huge. Off, off the lefty, lefty yeah. but it was a, on, a, on a curveball, on a slider that he that he took. He's still struggling with the fastball, and he looks like he can't catch up to the fastball. That's an observation. Yeah. Um, but um, I, he is, I love the home run. I love that he turned on it. He was obviously sitting on an off-speed pitch. But uh, right now, you don't feel like he can catch the fastball if it's coming in. Um, he's someone that's got to get going. That's going to lose a yeah. pass right there. Yeah, and that, that's a... You know he, that's a tough one too, and there aren't <clears throat> there aren't a ton of options either. You know, it, 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 I think they they got to write write him out. Uh, his, his defense is hasn't been great. I mean, he's not a great defensive player, but sure, seems like a lot of balls get by him. Or, or you know, that 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 inning I referenced earlier Tuesday night, he should have caught that ball. That, yeah, when well, he went up high for the, the air should have been on him and not Corey Seager. Um, <laughs> but me. he's uh, you know he, he he's working at it. He's still in a in a good in a good headspace. It seems like when you see him in the clubhouse and and on the field before the games. So it's just trying to figure it out. And but you're right. I mean, he he does have options. Yeah. Um, the the problem though, again, it comes down to who who's going to replace him. And um, <clears throat> I'm sure they could figure it out. You know, Brad Miller can play first base. 
Ibanez can play first base, but that's not really solving yeah, That's his not the problem. option. I'm, I'm assuming so, maybe uh, maybe Culberson could slide over if they had to, but, yeah, but, but uh, he's not tearing the ball up either. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that there aren't a lot of options right, right now without them tearing up their 40-man. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I would love to see Blaine Krim get a chance at some point. You know, He's off 40-man. Yeah. Right, but um, that's not going to happen for a while. Exactly. Okay, so now we're going to test that media bias that we're all talking about. <clears throat> We always talk about this, the East Coast, West Coast media, they are biased. And everyone that's a Ranger fan thinks they're biased against the Rangers. It's not just that. They're just biased towards those East Coast and West Coast teams. That's what you say. But the American League Player of the Month is about to happen. The month of May is going to end this coming next week. Martin Perez, I mean, we looked it up. I pitcher, guess. pitcher of the month. Not pitcher player. of the month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pitcher of the month. I'm yeah. sorry. AL pitcher of the month. Player of the month is coming too. Yeah, but. that's coming also, <laughs> but you know, we all know Abanez has that locked up. So we're not going there. We're going with with AL pitcher of the month. This right. is there's a debate. Verlander's had a good month too. Yes. Uh Perez is right there with him in the same thing. Perez yeah. is three and oh with a zero point seven six ERA <laughs> right. in the month of May. Uh uh Verlander's got one more start uh to do that, but if it's not one of those two guys right there, which Verlander also is, is a more well-known name that, right, with that right, media sure, um, and doing that, maybe because Perez was in Boston, some of that Boston media will pay attention. But if, you know, Perez should be literally up for that. Oh, he'll definitely get votes. <laughs> I mean, he, he's right now, he's uh, Verlander's 4-0 with a uh, .7 ERA, um, one fewer start. So I guess he's probably due tonight or, or Saturday. Um, Perez is on schedule to start on the 31st, right? which would give him six starts in the month. Um, you know, he, 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 he may not win it. I think there's a good chance he won't if, if Verlander does what he has been doing. That's a bias. I think, <laughs> I think, I think Verlander gets it, but, um, man, just, this is so unexpected and, 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 you, you know, so happy for the guy. And, you know, after the win Friday, in, in Houston, he he had dedicated the game to Tony Beasley, right? Who got a clean bill of health on his on his six year cancer checkup. That was you know, awesome. You know, and, and then after the game last night, he Martin didn't get the win, but one run in seven innings. He dedicated it to uh, this, you know the town of Uvalde, which we all know what they're going through with the the those massacre at the, it's just the elementary classy, school. Man. It's just so um, classy. The, the guy is matured. I think yeah. that's the number one thing and. He's matured as a person, but also on the field. You can you can tell just yeah. you know he knows what he's doing and he doesn't get flustered. So um something else we've talked about at you know, length, but you know, as long as he keeps doing it, we're gonna keep talking about him. Absolutely. Maybe go out and win it in June then, right? <laughs> hey, we'll end that on a good note, because right now we're gonna go to, to uh Brock Burke, who's gonna join us right yeah. now. We've talked about anything else before we get out of here and get him on. No, you know, I I think just you know, they're the doom and the doom and gloom is not as gloomy. They're still not above five hundred, and I don't know that they ever will be. But yeah, you know, exactly. This, this, this is this is not twenty twenty one. No, it's not. And you know, there is one more positive thing I can talk about for any of you that have, that are obviously. We hope you're a part of Rangers today. Uh, the the they have moved over now to Rangers today. There's some things with uh with what uh Substack and it's changing over. I got my email to change over. I pay for a subscription even though I work here because I. Did it before I ever worked here, and I love it. But it was so easy. Dude, okay, it was good. really easy, and you were worried about that. 
Man, it was two clicks. It did it. I didn't get charged anything. It made sure this was my thing. Very cool. And now, you know, it's still yeah. coming to my inbox. Nothing got disturbed, but I guess that's turning over now. We're fully turning it over to the... Yeah, yeah, we're we're almost there. And um, I know it's it's been a little bit more of a pain in the butt than I'd, I'd hoped and um, our, our, our IT guy had hoped. But uh, this is some new new territory for for us and you know it's it's good territory and the grass yep. is grass is going to be greener uh price is the same 5.99 a month 60 dollars a year and we've got the 35 dollar option that a couple people have taken advantage of so sure. um you know and and if you got your renewal email uh from me um for, for, for monthly um you can upgrade yeah you know and, and a couple people have so um you know, we're not going anywhere. This the show is 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 a big part of what we're doing. Yeah. Um. And uh, shoot, this you know we're not even we're a quarter way through the season, so there's a lot of baseball, a lot of value left in that. And, in and that we're gonna go to the offseason. Hey, we are gonna let you know too, guys. Coming up here in another week, uh, first week of June, you're going on vacation with the yeah. kids. Um. So we're probably gonna have a week off here uh, coming up. We'll tell you that up front. I'll make sure and get out old episodes that week and get them out. So if you haven't caught up on all of them, I'll get them out to you. Uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel. We'll try to get some videos out on that too. Um, I'll still be going to games trying to get some video um, if they're in town during that week. But uh, we got families, and that's yeah. going to happen. And no, we're going to we're going to take some vacations and do that. Coverage doesn't necessarily stop. Podcasts right. may shut down, but the coverage <laughs> doesn't stop. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I'm under strict orders to not work and. Uh, so what that what that means is I'll probably end up working a couple of days on vacation, just knocking out. You know, if Tr has a memoir, sure, edit that and get it going. Uh, I'll try to work ahead and get some stories out and scheduled. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be a light week here that first week of June. Yeah, and we'll 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 check back with you guys again and remind you. But right now, let's go to Brock Burke, who's gonna be joining us from Oakland, and uh, he'll be back right after this. All right, and joining us right now from San Francisco, California, playing the Oakland A's tonight, it's Texas Rangers left-handed pitcher Brock Burke. This one's special to me because uh, I interviewed Brock a few years ago, and we'll get into that later. Brock, what's going on, bud? Not much. Just hanging out here in Oakland. Oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, uh, 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 now, for people, little insider information, you guys do not stay in Oakland. No, right? we stay in, in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... I mean, I, neither, in my opinion, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm not trashing the Bay Area intentionally, but it's not my favorite area, either, either side I, of the Bay. I would agree and, with um, that, but it's, it's also, too, not my, my favorite area. But, but we'll, the, we'll the, just stay in the hotel and, and take yeah. the bus when need be. Yeah, the, uh, and I, I know where you guys stay. I'm not going to say it, but because um, I've, I've stayed in that area, too. And e- even before COVID, it was it – was, uh, there's some problems and, and I don't, I can't imagine what it's like now. I heard Seattle is actually worse than, than San Francisco. Um, I don't know that I'm going to experience either one this year. Um, fingers crossed. I won't, but, um, yeah, it's not, it's not my place. Yeah, no, not me. Uh, we, we went to try to get food last time we were here and there was a homeless guy just chasing people around and all the cops were just sitting there watching it happen and we're like yeah we're gonna go ahead and go back home <laughs> back to the hotel and stay no, there we'll do we'll do doordash instead i mean I, I i mean you know this is where like cvs and walgreens have had to close locations because people are wiping them out shoplifters yeah and they're and they're not getting arrested oh, so i was crazy. thinking i was thinking hey yeah. maybe Maybe I can go to a CVS and, you know, pick up some 
aspirin or something. I don't know. And just not pay. And just not pay. Just walk out. Yeah. Because yeah. no stuff. one's no one's going to give me, right? Yeah, no one knows who you are. Brock does that. He's an MLB player. He can't do that. So that'll get back to somebody. <laughs> but he wouldn't get arrested. You and I could get away with it. He wouldn't get it. arrested. <laughs> yeah. no, you, you would get away. There's, I mean, there's armed guards at all, like the Louis Vuittons and the Gucci stores, all the nice outlets. But just sitting there, I'm just like, wow, it's this bad here. So it's crazy. Yeah, that's rough. Like uh, a different world. All right. Well, let's, let's go to another beautiful part. Uh, Oakland Coliseum. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Uh, good, good, good win last night. You didn't pitch. Uh, you didn't have to because Mar- Martin did so well. Um, but you, you, Brock, are having like a, I won't say a breakthrough year, but it's kind of a breakthrough year, especially as a reliever. So, just what, what is, what is working so well for you? Uh, I mean, I definitely think coming out of the the bullpen is has been helping me a lot. Kind of just go right at guys and attack guys and not think too much up there and just go out of my best stuff and obviously I'm, I'm more healthy this year than I've, I've ever been in my, probably my entire career. So I think that has to, has a lot to do with it, especially with the velo side of things and just going up there not worrying about anything, but getting the guy out and it's, it's kind of refreshing and, and it's definitely been helping me a lot. The, I mean, you talked about the health. When I talked to you in spring training, you said you weren't even all that healthy when the, when the Rangers got you in, in the, the, the trade, before the 19th season, um, you cortisone shots and all that stuff. And, and you still came up and pitched pretty well. So just golly, how, how, how bad was it? Uh, I mean, it was really bad there, especially at the end. I mean, I got, I had a couple good starts. I was on a lot of drugs that I couldn't really feel my shoulder. So it wasn't too bad, but I think I got, I got really sick when we were in New York got food poisoning and all the drugs much washed out of my system. And after that, it was literally like every single night, fetal position, cuddling a pillow, like mm. borderline crying at night. Cause it was oh so bad, God. hurt so bad. I mean, I couldn't even lift my arm and every throw hurt, especially there at the, at the end of the last stretch. So I figured that it was probably time to, to get the surgery, but uh, no, it was, I mean, since the end of spring training, I didn't, I wasn't healthy the whole season. So, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It had moments of being that bad during the season, but I was kind of roller coaster up and down with the, whether it was the cortisone or the dose packs or, mm. or all the Voltaren and, and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I, this year I haven't even looked at an aspirin. So it's a completely different year and just feel way better. Yeah. And I mean, you, you did pitch last year. I, I, I don't know that. People who people who only follow the major league team may not realize that you spent a full year in in AAA, and uh, you were you were pretty blunt about how you performed there early in the season. Yeah, it was more it was more like throwing batting practice there in, in the first couple starts, but <laughs> but it, it, got it got better. better as, as it went, yeah, it got better as, as it went on, and I mean, obviously, you know, at the end of the year, you're not going to see as much is your velo and stuff like that. But I definitely felt back to my normal self. So being able to take that into the off season, get strong and, and kind of bring it into this year was, was huge. All right. Do you want to start? Uh, I'm, I have always my whole career been a starter and I mean, I'm not going to lie. This bullpen thing's pretty fun and I'm, I'm enjoying it and it's definitely a different, different aspect, but it's kind of nice to see this side of the bullpen, see that you can have success just going right at guys and, and attacking them with your best stuff and, and maybe trying to take that mindset into, into hopefully starting again one day. But I mean, I, I'm just happy to be here. And, and at this point it's whatever the team needs. And I mean, all, all the starters are starting to do really well. So I mean, if the role comes up, 
later in the season, I'm, I'd be happy to do it if they're, if they want to, but right now it's just whatever the team needs. I mean, you correct me if I'm wrong, but you haven't gone past two innings, at least not for a while. Correct. Uh, I went two and two thirds in New York. Okay. I still think, I think it was 45 pitches. I mean, I think they're, I think the cap right now is kind of that 45 pitch limit. It seems like okay. whatever I can, I can do in those 45 pitches. So you could probably go what 60, 65 conceivably. Uh, yeah. I think if maybe I, yeah, I mean, I went two innings last time. I, I mean, they normally try to do it in increments of 10 to 15 pitches. So yeah, probably right around 55, 60. So that probably would be the next step if it, if it would happen. If it comes to that. So it would take a couple yeah. starts, but to stretch it. But yeah, but like you said, you know, there's <laughs> rotations going good. The whole pitching staff is going good. And I, was there a point like early in the season, you guys are two and nine, you know, I don't have to remind you where, I don't know, you, you guys were like, screw this. We got to do better. Or, or were you guys just waiting because you had the shortened spring for everything to start to click? Uh, I think it was a little bit of that. I think people were a little timid. Maybe I think as a, as a staff, we were a little timid not to, I mean, we have some of the best stuff I've seen as a staff entirely. And, we were kind of pitching around dudes, not pitching to our strengths and kind of not really attacking guys. And we, I think we had a little meeting and it was either Seattle or right after Seattle. And basically it was like, Hey, these meetings that we do for scouting guys or you can take it how you want, but you want to attack with your best pitches <laughs> when you need to. And we kind of had that little meeting and everyone's just been going at guys with their best pitches. And it, it just seemed to make a, a huge difference. Obviously, you're 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 in the bullpen, so you're a different pitcher. But are you a different pitcher, like mechanically or stuff wise, since since the Rangers got you and you made that debut in '19? Uh, the guy that they got in '19, fresh from the Rays, was the guy that that I am now. But okay. I mean, last year, I, I mean, we kind of thought that the the injury might have been a mechanical thing, and and tried to move some mechanical things, and that's why I struggled so much in the beginning of the year, and. I finally just said, I'm done with the mechanical stuff. I'm done thinking about it. Whatever happens, happens. I'm going to go out there and throw the ball how I feel. And um, I just think that a lot of guys kind of need to hear that and need to do that because every person moves different. Every person does different things. That's what makes you, you, you deceptive. And me getting kind of back on that page this year is, has really helped me not only with, with deception and, and how I'm doing, but just kind of like a feel standpoint that I don't have to think up there about mechanics and just going up there and attacking guys. You, you attacked the other night when you pitched, um, you were, you were responsible for one of the four Mike Trout strikeouts. What? I, I, I mean, he's Mike Trout. I mean, we, we all know what Mike Trout does. Who? Yeah, Who? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at, at that point, obviously your stuff's doing fine, but you just, you're in the major leagues. You, you just trust your stuff. Is it that simple? Uh, I try to simplify it. I mean, I don't look at any stats. I don't look at any video for the most part, maybe a couple of pitches that I want to see like a slider or something, but I just, I just try to keep it simple. I mean, I, I tried to go down the rabbit hole last year. It didn't work for me. So now it's just what you got is what you got. Go out there, throw it and the guy hits it. I mean, I'd, I'd rather give up hits than walks. I'm at that point in my, Sure. My career, where I'm like, I, I hate walking people. I hate giving up free bases, free runs. And so I just Make try to go after guys. Yeah. Well, you know, on the walks, you know, 
So you can you can survive giving up a solo homer. It's when you put the guy on and give up a two run homer or a three run homer. That's, that's what, what gets it adds you. up. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So right now you guys are, are three games under 500. You, you've played well uh, against the Angels, competitively against the Astros. What, what, what's the confidence level of this team right now? We're feeling good. We're we're starting to mesh as a team well, and and things are kind of starting to to go on on all cylinders. And I mean, everyone's having fun and it just seems like it was such a new group in the beginning. We were kind of taking a little bit to mesh and I think, and everyone's kind of getting along a lot, a lot better. And we never weren't getting along, but we're kind of <laughs> building the camaraderie, I guess a little bit. And uh, I mean, I think we're, I think we're doing really well. So been playing, I mean, even the games that, that we've lost have been all really close games. So. Sure. So, so early in the year, you guys weren't warring. You, you didn't hate each other. You were just. No, 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 there was no, no hatred. I mean, it was just, it was just almost like everyone was just kind of, you're kind of getting a feel for everyone's personality, how people act after yeah. when they don't do well, when they do well, you're kind of, it's kind of that awkward state, almost like the, the first week of dating kind of, kind of thing, you know, the, <laughs> getting, getting all the little kinks out. But I, I think we're, we're kind of starting to fire on all cylinders here. So, but, you know, it's, it's it, nice. you bring up a good point because, since 2019 this roster is entirely different yeah yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean I, when i was up in 19 i can only think of like two or three guys that were also on that 19 team so yeah it's it's nuts how how that has i guess, I guess that that's part of a rebuild right you're rebuilding the whole, the whole team but you know when 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 chris woodward talks about building chemistry and you bring all these guys together you didn't get to see, you didn't get to spend any time in the off season together or, you know, right. Like you normally would. Yeah. This, it takes Short time. Spring training too. And right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let, less time on the golf course, you know, just, <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. it's legit, it's legit, <laughs> it's legit stuff. And I, I just, I, I, I keep saying it, keep writing it. I don't think the, anybody really appreciates the impact that the lockdown and the shortened spring have had on the season. Absolutely. I just, yeah. You know, it, it'll it'll get strained out eventually, but it was it's a huge deal. And anyway, um, so Oakland, um, awful ballpark. Um, Speaking of rat holes, <laughs> that he went down. Uh, where, where does it rank for you? I mean, it's pretty far down. It's pretty far down the list of places you, yeah. you want to play. I mean, I guess pitcher's standpoint, you know, you get a lot of foul territory, get foul right. balls uh it's not in the nicest area the drums are constantly banging in your ear when you're sitting there in the bullpen <laughs> even when there's only the 11 fields. people there yeah i mean last night was really bad there's virtually no one there it's crazy it's, they said 3200 everyone, everyone was working the watching the golden state game i mean they had the golden state game right. on the board on the scoreboard just sitting there like live updates and more people were probably watching <laughs> that than the game so <laughs> well they said 3200 3,200, yeah. It was that high like, or low? It felt like less than 1,000, honestly, yeah. is what it felt like. And I think the only reason there was a lot of fans there is it was most, I think it was an elementary school where singing the national anthem and <laughs> they were all cheering for their kids and they watched probably six, seven innings and then it was time to go home. So, time to go home. Yeah. Well, that, that, the train, the train, le- the last train leaves at midnight. So you got to get out of there. No, no kidding. Yeah, out of there. What, yeah. uh, <laughs> where, where is your favorite place to, to go? Whether from a, like a ballpark amenities place, Playing, playing, you know, pitching, good place to pitch. What's your favorite ballpark? I mean, I've pitched in a fair amount. We've gone a fair amount of places, but I mean, obviously, home is hard to beat. 
at yeah. the, the Texas Ranger Stadium. If if you were to take that out, uh, New York was really cool. New York had a good atmosphere, and obviously it's not a pitcher's park, but the the atmosphere is really nice. And just playing in New York, you know, as, as every yeah. every kid dreamed of, of playing in, in New York Yankee Stadium. So I'd, I'd say probably New York. Well, the, the visiting clubhouse is super nice there. Yes, they feed that, you well. They they pamper you. And, uh, it's it's impressive. Yeah, they they take care of you there. Um, I mean they're. There are some tiny, tiny clubhouses. There, yeah. o- Oakland's just a, a mess. Um, yeah, Oakland has has all the worst things wound into one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we need to stop beating up Oakland. You know? Yeah. Hey, you started it. Yeah, I did start it. I did start it. That's my that's my fault. That's my fault. All right. Well, while we're while we're having such a great time, John is going to ask you some some non uh, baseball questions. Although they always involve baseball. Yeah, they always do, but they're always fun. Because look, this one's special for me. So when when I first started covering the Rangers was 2019. I went down to Double A. Brock and I sat in the dugout and had a fun interview. I got to break the sleepwalking story. Ooh, that was nice. actually me that did that. That when he when he when when he surprised and I still use that example, Brock. I tell everybody because one of my questions, which you will not get today, is tell me something nobody knows about you. And we got some great answers, but I always use the Brock Burke example um, with the sleepwalking. But uh, so I, I'm I'm excited you're back. It's kind of like seeing your kid grow up, and now he's here, and we get to talk to him in the big leagues. You're out of diapers. Yeah, yeah, you're out. Yeah, he's yeah. out of the diapers. He's walking on his own. <laughs> hey, you're from Evergreen, Colorado. You're from Colorado, so you know this. Oh, we, we, we've, we've got we, we got connections here. Yeah. All right. Oh, we've yeah. got some good connections. Evergreen Evergreen High School. Yes. Yep. The, the alma mater of Brock Burke, my mom, my uncle, my uncle, and my uh, my my aunt. Good Lord. No wonder yeah. you like this guy. I mean, guy. They're, they're separated <laughs> by, I would say, 50 years. Yeah. No. Brock, how old are you? I am 25. Yeah, my mom's so I graduated 73. 2014. My mom's 73, so 48 years uh, separated. But yeah, yeah, Ever, Evergreen High, baby. So, so, so you've Evergreen been High there. School. I have. So you, so you've been there. So did you, hey, did you play? Now, now look, I, I, some of these questions are going to be repeats from when I interviewed Brock a few years ago. But you know, only a couple hundred of you listened to that. So for the rest of you, <laughs> you're going to enjoy this. This is fun. Did you play any other sports in high school or when you were growing up? Uh, growing up, I, I basically tried all the sports, you know, kind of figured out which ones I liked basketball, football, lacrosse, soccer, but I didn't, I didn't, once high school started, I kind of dropped all the other sports and, and just kind of focused on, on baseball. But I saw, thought about playing basketball for a while then realized how much their conditioning program was. And was like, eh, probably not, not for me. <laughs> the coach didn't really like people too much. So I just kind of stuck oh. with baseball. How, how honestly you gotta run those suicides li- living yeah. in evergreen evergreen At is, altitude. It, yeah, yeah. Live, evergreen's seven thousand feet how, it it's snows like a lot 7200 yeah, yeah. How, how, do, how do you how do you practice oh. how, how did you practice baseball when you were in i mean all four years i was there i swear that I mean, because you get those random snowstorms all the way until May. I mean, it just snowed in Colorado maybe two right. weeks ago. So right. I feel like half of our days we were shoveling snow was our practice. And it was all the team shoveling the snow just so we could get on the field. And uh, a lot of canceled games. I mean, we did not. Oh, I mean, we didn't even have lights. We don't even have lights at that field. I don't know if they, they do yet still. But, I mean, we would get to the point we were – I mean, we were pretty good my last two years and 
And we would literally get to the point where we were just stepping on the bag and bunting to intentionally get out to get the game over with so that we, we could run rule them in five innings because we didn't have lights to, to play with. Oh, wow. Now, let me ask this. Uh, so you, you obviously were a pitcher. Did you hit? Did you play in the field? Uh, when the pitcher was throwing less than 80 miles an hour, they would put me in there occasionally, but anything above 80 miles an hour, I was, I was out of there. So. You were out of, it was p- pitching was your, uh, your main thing. Yeah. I took the, the PO life pretty early. In the, in <laughs> hey, so you were committed to Oregon coming out of high school. Um, any other schools you had interest in or make offers to you? Uh, I was, I think the first team or first school that offered me was Nebraska. I mean, People would obviously think, you know, University of Nebraska sounds like it'd be awful to play baseball there, but baseball their team. facilities were were awesome. Their coaches were awesome. They had an ex-big leaguer there, Darren Erstad, mm-hmm. uh, recruited me pretty well. And then it was probably there, U of A or, or Oregon, and, and Oregon had some some cool uniform options. So I think the 17-year-old Brock kind of <laughs> thought that was You like the cool. green. So, yeah, all the different <laughs> the combinations that you could do. Like, you get 76 different jersey combinations, so like sold. <laughs> Was it, they just go over to the Nike plant and, and uh, figure yeah, something was, out. Yeah. Was it you that told me that Colorado doesn't have a baseball team? Colorado and Colorado State do not have. Okay, baseball. so so that's what I was about to say. Home State Air, and Air Force is, is is the only Air Force and UNC have Division One baseball, but yeah. uh, Gre- Greeley is programs. Yeah, Greeley is uh, northern northeastern Colorado. Um, smells like smells like cow shit all the time because there's a <laughs> yeah. there's like a live a live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Broncos used to have. Uh, training camp up there <clears throat> and you it would just smell you know just awful so anyway but Greeley's a nice town such, such a beautiful and, um, state to smell like uh, uh you know, air force air force uh you know like the program yeah brian, brian Esserge's son brian Esserge, who is the tc play-by-play guy and and does frogs today here at the roxo media house his son just committed to air force so oh wow that's fantastic yeah. Yeah. okay so you're drafted in the third round by the race we know about that this is a fun question I love to ask anybody that's ever been drafted since I did not have scouts knocking down my door. Where were you, and how did you find out about being drafted? Uh, I was sitting at my home, Evergreen. Sitting there, we thought I might have gone the first day and maybe like the second round. They had a comp pick that year. Uh, waited to the next day. I think it was the 96th pick, so it was pretty early. So I was just sitting there with my family on the couch. You know, watching the news feed, whatever, and yeah. found out right there and celebrated with the family a little bit. School was already out. Uh, I think I remember going out to breakfast with my family after, and <laughs> that's all I, I really recollect. Nothing crazy, you know, just kind of short you- short circle with the family and, and yeah. hung out a little bit, and that was it. So uh, this, this question always intrigues me, too. Did you get a call right before from the race saying, hey, we're about to take you? They, yeah, so thankfully, I, I, that was the first pick the Rays had on the second day. So they called me, it was a, it was like the third or fourth pick of the day, maybe right somewhere in there. It was pretty early. So they called me before the draft even started. They're like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to take you with a 96 pick. And so it was kind of okay. cool sitting there, you know, it felt like probably light years, I'm sure waiting to, to hear your name, but it was, it was a pretty cool experience. Okay. So, so you're drafted out of high school. When was it that you first realized or noticed that you were getting scouted? Was it your senior year, your junior year? Were you, were you playing any kind of that travel ball? Maybe when did you first notice uh, scouts were paying attention? Probably junior year. I have a pretty interesting story. I, uh-huh. I, nice. uh, freshman or maybe, maybe I'm in sophomore year, you know, I was, 
I was all right. Baseball player threw kind of hard, nothing crazy, but we're playing dodgeball in school and those little nerf balls we were using. And I threw one as hard as I could. My felt like my whole shoulder came apart and oh my gosh. Oh ended my up, you no, know, get, go getting looked at. And I tore my growth plate by like, a, I had a huge tear completely across my growth plate, and my shoulder. <sighs> so, I mean, I took the whole baseball season off. I think that must've been freshman year. Uh, ended up doing like all this rehab stuff, you know, doing all this crazy stuff with my shoulder in rehab with a growth plate injury came That's back. I mean, I might've been throwing 70 miles an hour as a freshman came back sophomore year and was throwing like 85, 86. Oh my gosh. Like crazy external rotation all this way stronger. I feel like that's kind of the thing that, that in my, in my life and I'm very happy happened, you know, obviously injuries suck, but uh, being able to kind of knowing that, Hey, being stronger and having this little extra bit of external rotation really, really kind of set everything off. And then it's just kind of been a, a slow upward trend with, with Belo and, and baseball. All right, kids, kids, take it from Brock Burke, tear your growth plate in your throwing arm <laughs> and then go Everybody rehab it. Grab your arm and just try to rip it right off. <laughs> And then, and then go rehab it and uh, for a year and take a year off. Okay, this now this part right here, Jeff, you're going to enjoy this. I, right. I, I kind of I kind of uh, gave him a little hint about this. I remember this coming up when on, on Media Day at Frisco, the first event I ever attempt, uh, attended was Media Day in Frisco that first year. Um, you were part of a three way trade uh, with two teams. Jurison Profar was the one that went to the went to Oakland. Went to Oakland. Uh, Eli White and you were the return coming back uh, from Oakland and from from Tampa Bay. Tell your story about how you found out you had been traded and and, and what was happening. I was in Belize at the time. I think I had just gotten put on the forty man, and we were. I think we had a really early flight and to Belize. And it was me, girlfriend, whole family going. And we get to the airport and I realized I left my phone. And I remember the first thing saying my parents, like, we have to go back and get my phone. I was like, I never know. You never know what's going to happen. They're like, oh, you just got put on the 40, man. You won't get traded. So <laughs> leave my phone there. Take off to Belize. We're there for like a week and a half, like seven days in. We're just, you know, hanging out. I finally, you know, got used to not having a phone with me at all times and just relaxing by the pool and all I see is my dad taking across, taking off from across the pool, running to me. He said, hey, hey, come here now. You just got traded. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was, I must it must have been like a Friday or Saturday I got traded. I figured this out on Sunday or Monday, like two days after I got traded. So, I mean, they, they were probably calling my phone, you know, looking where I was, probably thought I was dead. <laughs> so I ended up finally, I had nobody's phone. So I used my dad's phone. I think he happened to have my agent's number tried to call my agent, text my agent and uh, tell him I was in Belize, forgot my phone, told him what happened. But I mean, it was finally, finally got home like three days later. It's all like a hundred missed calls, 200 <laughs> text messages, everybody saying, Oh, congratulations. and everyone, I had to go through all of them and be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Basically just copy and paste it. I was in Belize, you know, and yeah. ended up talking to Woody and, and JD and all those guys and, and saying what happened. And, and, they That's thought pretty it was pretty good. funny. So I told you it was a great you know, story. You no, I, I, I remember the, I remember when it, when it happened, it was, um, it was the morning of the, it was the morning before the armed forces bowl in Fort Worth. And I, I was covering it and, um, I knew that something was happening. I knew that Profar was about to get traded 
And I was actually writing the story before the, the press conference started. I was writing, hey, Jerickson Profar is probably going to get traded. And then it broke while then Houston coach Major Applewhite was on the podium. And so I just left my tape recorder there and went outside and started making calls and cussing at people because I was pissed <laughs> off that I didn't get to break the story. <laughs> Dang it. <clears throat> But that, that when you, when you talk about not having your phone, I can't imagine you don't have your phone, and the number of messages you had when you got back just must have been astronomical when you did that. I would rather lose anything than my phone. Oh, I, uh, that's and after and after that, I was like, I will never. So it's the first thing on my checklist. I mean, it always was, and that was a freak thing. You know, I've never left my phone anywhere. I feel like, and one time I leave it, I I get traded, of course. <laughs> absolutely. So I guess if you want to get traded ever, you just stop carrying your phone. Well, yeah, one, your phone. absolutely. Well, well, one time you did have your phone was uh, in August of 2019 when you got called up to make your major league debut. Tell us about that story. How did you find out you were going to go to the big leagues? Who told you, and, and, and how did they do it? Uh, the, I was in AAA. We were in Nashville at the time, and I kind of had a, a feeling I was doing pretty well in AAA and calls me into the office. Wood, I don't remember his Jason, first name. Jason. Jason, Jason Wood. Uh, calls me in the office, you know, gives me the spiel. You go into the big leagues, and I kind of had a, an inkling, so my my parents kind of were already on edge, and you know, I was <laughs> able to to call them and, and tell them I was I was getting called up to the big leagues, and they're telling me I was pitching the second game of the doubleheader. Palumbo was pitching the first, right? Uh, right. Part of the, the three headed monster <laughs> back in nineteen, uh, and I mean, just from there, it was it was all just dream come true it was so hot that day yeah, oh god it, it was, was so hot. hot and and it was a it was the unfortunately it was a double header because it was the makeup game from the game that was postponed because of the tim scat uh, the tyler skaggs the tyler skaggs thing yeah yes and um but it was so hot oh god yeah. and i remember I was, sitting in the I press mean, box was, being I so grateful i was outside yeah i was slotted to pitch the first game of the double header and I think they called us that night and we're like, oh, Palumbo's actually going to pitch it and you're going to pitch the second one. I was like, wow, thank God. Palumbo, <laughs> I think he ended up getting, he ended up getting a blister because it was so hot, sweating so yeah, much. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He ended that's up right. a blister. I was like, wow, that uh, very easily could have been me. So. A- absolutely. I remember. But anyway, you tossed six scoreless. Yeah. As I recall. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, it, was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I just remember going, uh, I, I covered the game before, the day before yeah. I, I covered and, uh, and so I, I went into the, we, we went inside the, the, the press box, or not press box, we went inside the clubhouse and you were there. I, we didn't, we knew you were coming. We didn't expect you. And I saw you and started grinning. And that's when I introduced you to some people and that, that whole, st- we're going to get into that right now. So we're not going to go too big into it. For those that don't know, there's been some stuff about it. Uh, you, you, you do sleepwalk. You've had some crazy yep. stories in it. Tell us some of the funny stories you've had with those, some of your, some of your roommates and what they've told you you've done. Um, so you, you scared a few people and that was the funniest part about it. You scared some people. Yeah, no, I would say Palumbo was probably the, some of the most fun. Cause I mean, New York, New York guy, Long Island and gets mad easily. So <laughs> you, you've talked to him, you, you know how he is, but uh, yeah. I, I'd room with him in 19 and I hinted that I'd slept walk. And I mean, when I say I sleepwalk, everyone takes it different. You know, it's, oh, he does it like the stepbrothers or, oh, he just mumbles <laughs> in his sleep. And I think one of the first nights, the, the two beds are when you're staying in, in a room together, the two beds are right next to each other. Right. Maybe like three feet separate. And I guess the first night he said that I 
stood up on my bed and started acting like I was going to jump from bed to bed. <laughs> so he like woke up in the middle of the night and I'm sitting there like a bit getting ready to jump. And he's like, there's no way he's going to jump. And I sure go jump onto his bed, land on his bed, two feet, jump right back. He said, I'm, he said, I was about getting ready to do it again. He said, I'm doing like slow motion. And he just goes, Bert, Bert, stop. And it, it, it kind of rattled me. And I mean, I don't even remember it, which is the crazy thing. I, I never remember any of the, the, the outings or, or the <laughs> sleepwalking ventures and ended up just just going back to bed and he told about the the next day and then i think it might even been the same trip i he said that i literally got out of bed flying out of bed ran dead sprint to the bathroom he said he walked in there with his flashlight because he was still kind of awake and he goes in i'm sitting there on my hands and knees right next to the toilet just batting down all the toilet paper off the roll (laughs) as fast as i can with two hands And I was like, he was telling me this that morning. I was like, dude, there's no way I did that. You know, I, I walk, go to the bathroom and all the toilet paper's gone, just sitting on the floor, completely unraveled. I was like, wow, I, I really did that. <laughs> so Ty- you know, Ty- it, it, can, it can be funny at times. Yeah, I think Tyler, yeah, I think Tyler Phillips had one where you got up and you started punching a pillow or something there. Did yeah, swinging a pillow around. I, I think yeah. I was remember I, I had a dream about giant bees coming after me. So I was <laughs> swatting a pillow around that was when i think that was when my shoulder was messed up yeah 19 and i remember waking up in the morning be like oh my god i think i just threw nine innings like felt <laughs> awful <laughs> well, it's, it's the in- damn pillow around so hard yeah well it's interesting now though you do don't you do some kind of deal now where you kind of curbed a little bit you wake yourself up after an hour and then kind of do something like that or enter something you've done that's kind of helped a lot yeah i mean i've i've noticed the less sugar i eat uh the before bed the less i i kind of do it and if i gradually fall asleep a lot of times it's i'll fall asleep too quick so okay. yeah when i I'll, I'll set an alarm like an hour hour into sleep it'll wake me up i'll turn it off and kind of go back to bed and kind of reset me a little bit or yeah or uh i've noticed we we have these drinks they're called soam drinks it's like a magnesium and uh melatonin mixture drink it kind of knocks me out pretty good so and then uh the colder the air conditioning is the the harder it is to get out of bed i've noticed so just crank that oh, man down. so meat locker um exactly you you don't have a roommate in the major leagues so nope. do you do you know if you've slept walk no idea <laughs> i mean i'll have an idea like you know if the pillows are all over the place or i'm laying opposite way in the bed or you know i'm laying on the ground or something weird giant cut on your forehead or something yeah. he banged Sorry. a knee up or a shin up one time he said he got up and had bloody shins or something yeah I, I that was younger though ours scars on my knees woke up at the bottom of the stairs blood everywhere you know oh my gosh like oh wow no it oh, can God. it can be bad from from time to time especially in colorado when you're venturing outside it's not, not great <laughs> go out and confront a bear evergreen there's yeah. bears yeah, yeah. You know, all right bears and mountain lions okay so we touched on it we did it i mean we're, look we, we wanted to talk about it real quick but i want to do something outside of baseball um, when you're outside of baseball, what do you like to do? Do you golf? Do you hunt? Do you fish? We talked about this, so I know some of the answers. But tell us what you do outside of baseball. Uh, those three things in order. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, the hunting and, and fishing part's a little, little hard during the season, and sure, and golf can can be kind of hard. Uh, but I try to just keep my mind off baseball, play video games, watch TV, golf. I'm still mm-hmm. trying to find the, the fishing part in, in Texas. I know the the lake that we live right next to is a no fishing lake, which, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, 
yeah, probably just those those couple things. He's al- he's also like a good Colorado and a big Broncos fan. Yeah, I am. And that's so very once football very, season comes around. It's very going to be good this year with Russell Wilson. That's right. That's right. Watch Melvin, out. Go- Melvin Gordon. Look, I, I I grew up a Cowboy fan, but believe me when I tell you that I don't expect anything ever from the Cowboys with the ownership they have. So I kind of have fun at the expense of the diehard Cowboy fans mm. when I tell yeah, them, yeah, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Don't worry about it. Mm. They hate me for it. But And I like the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. I pull yeah, for yeah. it. But I do like the Broncos. I've always liked the Broncos. Sure. So, yeah. There's a lot to like. Well, a lot to like there. Well, one of my buddies, a good friend of mine from high school, uh, played for the Super Bowl teams named Ray Crockett. Oh, he was a defensive back sure. that played for him. Okay. Yeah. And I played high school ball with him. He lit me up in practice. Uh-huh. Good Lord. I was a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Used to light me up. Okay, um, let's, now let's go to food. What's your what what, what kind of food you're this is the last thing we're gonna go on? What, what what's your favorite kind of food you like to eat? I'm very set on a routine of of eating. So oh, I'll wake boy. up in the morning and, and order an acai bowl every single morning regardless of where we are so that that every morning uh and then from there you know oh big torchies fan big torchies taco fan love torchies i went to torchies Uh, mexican food chinese food kind of just depends on the day you know i I don't venture off off those two categories all too much american food mexican food any any fast food favorite fast food joints you like to hit or do you stay away from them I'm not a big fast food guy. Man, Body's man, a, a temple and all, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I know I definitely have some some favorite. Zalot pizza in Texas, probably one of my favorite favorite things coming to Texas. And torchies are my my two favorite things when we long road trip or spring training yeah. after a while. First first couple of things that I I always get whenever I I get back to Texas. What's your favorite Mexican place in Colorado? Do they have Mexican food places yeah. in Colorado? Yeah, it's so much better than the Mexican food here. No, I'm sorry. No. Cut, we're off. I don't no, know no, if no, I'm going to jump on that, but favorite Mexican restaurant. I feel like we never had any good local Mexican restaurants, so whenever going up, we'd always go to, like, on the border, oh, you know, kind of chain, chain yeah. restaurants. Well, Hacienda, no, Colorado's we, good, right? I mean, that's a, that's a good chain. Good. I've yeah. been to Hacienda. Their case is pretty good. Uh, yeah. I'm really excited. Me and my family in the off season used to go to this place called Zane's Italian Bistro that was right next to us. And that was probably the, the one of the things I miss most about out Colorado. So Zane's hopefully you can Italian sneak Bistro. over there. It's in Denver when we play, uh, play the Rockies can go over there well, and get some. Okay. So I got to ask this now, now have you had Whataburger and in and out Yeah, I would definitely say Whataburger over in and out for sure. Uh, Look at him. He is kissing. In-N-Out, I like it. in and outs yeah. milkshakes are, are awful. Uh, their burgers, fries, all right, and then the patty melt at uh at Whataburger is pretty good. I mean, I don't, I don't venture and get them very often, but you know, it's it's. I would definitely say the Whataburger for sure. Okay. All right, last one. We're gonna get it out of here on this one since we're not doing the what's something nobody knows about you because we know what nobody knew <laughs> about you. Well, everybody knows that now. Never There's gonna be something. Else. There may be something else, but let's go to a home cooked meal. What what is your favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Does mom cook it? girlfriend wife uh you know grandma what is your favorite like that you your go-to i am a big fan of of thanksgiving especially you know growing up doing the whole thanksgiving thing all the everything that goes with the turkey the the yams the the yam casserole whatever it's called Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Uh, mashed potatoes i just think everything about thanksgiving and just picking out the whole day and watching football and 
I just think that's that's probably my favorite home cooked meal and and meal just in general is, is Thanksgiving. I can I can go with that. I'm 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 good with that one. I, I have no issue yeah. with that either. Yeah, I don't absolutely. mind. I don't mind bellying up to that and doing that. Okay, well, I guess we will ask real quick, any other thing that nobody knows about Brock Burke that you can think of that it's not going to be as fascinating as the sleepwalking? I mean, the, the growth the growth plate thing's great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Let, let me tell you some of the ones. You know what? Let me tell you, we, we have used you as the example. Let me tell you some of the new ones we found out because of using you as the example. Uh, let's go to Jack Lider, who cannot stand peanut butter. Y'all have to give him crap about that. Someone, someone told me that the other day. I was like, peanut butter of all the things, you know. Yeah. I mean, luckily, luckily, he he didn't come up in the minor leagues when it was back in 2014, 2013, earlier yeah. when it was when that was the spread and jelly spread every single day, or a terrible <laughs> spread where you have to eat a a PB and J sandwich. So I mean, that's that's fortunate. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I could do without peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah so. that's a tough one yeah that's a we, we we had a big problem with that one what else we have we have davis wenzel got his finger cut off yeah um, john daniels has travel yeah. underwear john daniels has travel underwear travel yeah. underwear i i, I yes he, he takes two pair it's got to have them on the planes there and back that uh it's an ocd really? thing kind of an ocd thing which we found yeah. hysterical he opened up and told us so if you want to give him any crap about that that's yeah, his own it's, fault it's on, the, it's on the public record it's on public record you can give him some Travel some crap about that it. next time you you, you see him i'll, and, I'll and, have to ask him about it <laughs> okay so do you have another one i mean i feel like that's a pretty good one i feel like that yeah. gets me off the hook it does <laughs> I, that's what he's, he, he's the one trying to go he's, to he's out the more. example yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, I know the pie thing. Uh, the pie thing came out right. Like, a while County, ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is. Tell them what that one is. That is a cool one. So you, what was when it? When I was in sixth grade, the teacher said if I can get over two, or if anyone can get over two hundred digits of pie, there'll be no homework for the rest of the year. I think it was probably it was on March fourteenth, which is Pi Day. So I think it must have been the last two months, three months of school, however long that would be. So I told everyone if they gave me twenty bucks, I would do it, and. I think I had two weeks to do it, 14 days. It was March, mm -hmm. beginning of March to start it and did it. Got 222 digits. And I think I made, I think there's 30 kids in the class, nice. 500 bucks. So Dude. I was a, a rich little sixth grader buying all the gum you could. And you know, just <laughs> nice. That's actually awesome. That's entrepreneurship right there. Went all Rain Man on them and went in there and figured out pie. You know, Brock, hey, man, it, it's so great. Uh, that you stopped down and came on with us. We really appreciate it. Good luck this the rest of this weekend series. We're going to see you next week when you get back to Texas. But uh, anything else for Brock before we let him go? No, just uh, go Broncos and, and, and go Cougars. Go Broncos right. and go Rangers. And go <laughs> Rangers. Absolutely, we're going to go Rangers. That's Brock Burke, left-handed pitcher for the Texas Rangers. Brock, thanks so much, and we'll see you at the yard, bud. Awesome. Thanks for having me. All right, that was Brock Burke from San Francisco uh, that just joined us. Thank Brock for thank you, Brock, for coming on. We're going to do down in the bus leagues real fast. Let's get this over with and yeah, get yeah, out yeah. of here. Um, hey, the minor league system is doing well combined. I, I've done this. We're going to go a, a course at each level. We'll go over that, but combined right now, the, the minor league system is ninety four and seventy seven. I Pretty think good. Ranger fans would be okay if the if, if the Rangers ended up ninety four and seventy seven. We would be happy. Yeah, that that would mean that they got into the World Series and. and <laughs> Right, because that'd be 171, 171 games. Yeah, Rain Man over here did it in his brain. So anyway, yeah. let's go down to Down East first. Obviously, that's low A. Down East is eighteen and twenty four. They're five and five in the last ten. Um, Mahler and Collie are still there. Um, yeah, yeah, they're struggling a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't think that's unusual. I mean, these guys are teenagers. Um, yeah, both of them. Right. 
and uh, you know they they are hitting the ball. Sure, <laughs> there was a stretch there where they weren't. Yeah, but you know, Collie had a couple hits the other night, um, so I, I think that that they'll be all right. Just yeah. you know, they just got to see pitching they've never seen before. You know, a- exactly. You, you can go to extended, you can play a hundred extended games, and you're going to go to low A, and you're not going to see what exactly. It's it's just a, a step above. So. And, and these guys are coming from high school. Um, so exactly. th- what they're facing, even in extended in there, is so much better than what they faced in high school, yeah. where they were just superstars. And that, right. But you know what? These guys are talented. They see it. So so, so they're going to be fine. Uh, Kendrick's still doing well down there. Yeah, I, I, I would expect that he will be in high A very soon. Very soon. Yeah. Maybe that'll roll up as we go. Let's go to Hickory. Hickory is high A. That's where some of the best talent is right now. Yes. Uh, they're 25 and 17, 8 and 2. Did you say they won seven in a row? They had a, they had a seven or eight game winning streak here, yeah. Uh, that just ended the other night. So um, playing great, obviously. This guy, Evan Carter. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Baseball America rankings. Did they updated their top thirty, and Evan jumped to to number three in the system. So he jumped when? Because it's obviously. Do yeah. they still have Young up at the top two? Uh, Lighter, Young, Win, Duran. Okay. I'm sorry, Carter, Duran, Win. Okay. Um, so he jumped Duran too. Yeah. Because yeah, Duran was ahead of him. And Duran's been great. Oh my gosh. But I, I think, you know, when you look at, at Carter, he's 19 years old still, doesn't turn 20 until August 28th. And he's, he's not, he's just thriving. You know, oh my he, gosh. He, he can, he can do, he can do it all. And, you know, I, I, I really am. <clears throat> I think if you're a Rangers fan, you should really enjoy the success that he has after the crap that, he and the organization got on draft on night him. Yeah. On, for selecting him because people, the, the draft, the draft, any top the draft experts hadn't, hadn't done the re, you know, their, their research. And, you know, it was, it was different sure. that, that year because there was no high school season. And a the, lot of the, stuff. The, the thinking yeah. is that if, if there had been a high school season that Evan Carter would have been a first round pick. Absolutely. Um, he's, he's that good guys. And, and, um, you know, by the end of the year, he he could he's could maybe he could maybe be the top rated position player. I, I know Young isn't gonna could be in Frisco play for too. a while. Yeah, Carter could be in Frisco. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that would be fall into the too much too soon category. He'd be young. But I mean, Elvis Andrews was, played I mean, was, that young. And, he was and, the youngest guy last year in, in organized uh, affiliated ball. So um, he's yeah. good. Yeah, and, and and I'll never forget the night that it was drafted. We were on that Zoom call back then. We were doing Zoom calls. You didn't get to talk to him in person. Uh, it was Kip Fag who emphatically said right there, "This is a potential five tool guy." And I think everyone rolled their eyes and went, "Okay." And uh, that's not that's. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah. Hey, have you seen do. also what Zavala's done? He has come on. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, this and, has been amazing. And Tre- Trevor Hover too. He he started slow. He was in the the Gallo trade. Part of the Gallo trade. Um, yep. The the thing that he Carter and Zavala have in common is a great strike zone judgment. Yep. And and if you have a strike zone judgment, and you know how you're going to be pitched, eventually your luck is going to turn. And, sure. And that happened for Zavala, and that's happening for Hover now. And Venasco had another. He had a good start. He did. He did. Uh, what three runs and in five innings, no walks, nine strikeouts. Sure. So no walks him. is important. He's no had walks. that struggle a little yeah. bit. Okay, let's go to Frisco Double A. I was there last night. Went went and watched Lighter play last night. Frisco is twenty three and nineteen, five and five in their last ten. Uh, Leclerc was there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He did a uh, rehab stint uh, yesterday, uh, day before yesterday. 
Um, but he's there. That's getting close. That's going to be some major league stuff. Yep. Uh, Duran is the best hitter on the team right now. Duran's yeah. uh, hitting 305. He's got seven home runs, 926 um, OPS. He was, he was leading minor league baseball in doubles. Not just the Rangers organization. Every organization, Every he was number one on the doubles list. And uh, I talked to uh, uh, Jared Godert, the the double uh, A manager. Double A manager. Um, he said that some of those balls that are double should have been home runs. You know, the the apparently the Texas League this year, it's been nothing but wind. Yeah, <laughs> and and um, you know they could th- he he ID'd some balls in in Midland where the wind always blows. Sure, that that there's that nothing were, there that were knocked it. that were knocked down. Um, so it's uh, this is very encouraging because he 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 wasn't great when he when he came over from the Yankees um, at at high A. He wasn't great. But this has been this has been very very good. Well, and and some people thought there were a lot of people that talked that he <laughs> was the best of the the ones that came over. That Duran had the higher ceiling in doing that. Mm-hmm. We all fell in love with uh, Smith and what he did during uh, last year when he got over here, plus what he did during spring training. Right. But Duran is the athlete. He looks to be the athlete. You just watch and look at this guy. He's a stud. <sighs> yeah, he he he's versatile, um, which is important. He could play third base. He hasn't done it yet, but apparently that's on the agenda. Sure. Um, he can, he can just hit, man. Yeah. Hey, Lighter, I saw Lighter last night. Okay. Anyone looking at the the stats on Lighter, you're probably discouraged. Don't be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy that's just into pro by now. He is. I don't care that he played in the SEC. <clears throat> he's never faced hitters like he's facing right now. When he when he fools somebody with that breaking stuff and it's on and he's got control of it, mm-hmm. it is filthy and nasty. He's consistently sitting mid nineties and upper nineties. He looks good on the mound. Strike zone, he's just having a little trouble catching. I think he's he, he's trying to learn to live. It must have had a little bit bigger strike zone in the SEC. All good pitchers try to live on the corners. Yeah. They try to get in there. Um, and uh, some pitches that you could tell on the mound, he probably was a little frustrated, thought it might be a strike. He's a professional. He doesn't bitch and gripe or do anything. He just licks his hand, walks off to the back, and you're probably muttering to himself when he <laughs> thought that was a strike. Not worried about it. His stuff is elite. Yeah, and um, <laughs> speaking of – I. I Spoke also with Jeff Andrews this week, the double A pitching coach. I'm doing a lighter story for Sunday. Right. Um, they are not at all worried, you know. And, and you could look at the the previous two starts. I think he gave up six runs apiece in them, or something like that. Right. But there were dinks and yes, you know, balls at ground balls that had eyes and yep. and and things like that. He wasn't he wasn't hit hard. Um, his changeup has that been that happened very last good, night too. His changeup's been a very good pitch. He's up to 99. Um, so, uh, and I, I spoke to Jack too, and he's, you know, he's competitive and he doesn't like the results, but he understands it. You know, obviously we, we know all about his dad sure, and uh, uncle. And uh, he even has a cousin now and in in, who, who's in the Cubs system who just sure. got sent down to the minor league. So this is a baseball family. They know what they're doing and um, he's keeping his head about him. Okay. Round rock, triple a 28 and 17. They're eight and two in their last 10. Yeah. Um, Leotis cooled off a little bit. Sure, um, it's going to happen. You weren't yeah. going to. He wasn't yeah. going to hit four hundred or three eighty or whatever he was. Bubba's still keeping his average up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cole Wynn, That's someone we want to talk about. Um, Cole Wynn, uh, He's fluttered a little bit, and I, it's easy to see the problem with Cole and what it is. He's got twenty seven walks and thirty three Ks. He yeah. is walking people. Yeah, he he had three starts there where he walked. Too many guys. Exactly. I, I, I think he had six six walks in a couple. Rangers of know starts. what that means. I've, they've and, seen that yeah. at the big league level. Yeah, and but you know he he when I talked to Matt Hagen uh, last week, he he thought Cole and AJ Alexi did 
that extent too, uh, were, were pressing and trying to get to the major leagues. And uh, when all they had to do is is do what got them to AAA. Exactly. And, and and I think the last two starts they've they've both kind of gotten back on track. You know, they're not trying to do too much. You you know, throw your stuff in the zone. It's good enough. It's going to get outs. And so yeah, uh, you got yeah. eight guys behind you well, too. So what so what they've done the way they've rebounded is, is encouraging and. They're still getting their innings. They're still logging their pitches. They're still healthy. So, you know, these are grow- growing pains still, you know. And, Absolutely. And these guys, uh, I know Alexi made his major league debut last year, probably wants to get back. Colwyn was the Rangers minor league pitcher of the year last year, definitely wants to make his de- debut he's this year. on the 40, man. He's not. Oh, He's Cole's, not on the 40, man. No, Cole's Ale- not. Alexi is. Alexi is, okay. Anyway, and we talked to, to Cole, uh, what, right around Christmas yep. about, you know, how much he wants to – he wants to make his debut this year. And, that's, the, and, that's the goal. I mean, I want to make my debut this year. So, sure. Um, you can't you can't blame him. But you know, I think this kind of these these woes have kind of put things in perspective for sure. him and, and and got him straightened out. It, it's not they don't think he has the talent to be in the big leagues. I think you, like you said, he's he's uh, he sees that that's the next prize, and he's probably got that in his head, and he's trying to go out there and blow everybody away. Yeah. You just need to do your job. Your job is just get out there, throw strikes, make it happen. I'm not worried about win either. Yes, it has been encouraging the last couple, but he's just walking too many batters, and that that's that is not going to play. Base runners, we've noticed that at the big league level, you get on base, you end up scoring in a lot of cases, yeah. especially with the Rangers lately. Well, guys, that's it uh, for Downey Busley. That's that's it for this. Uh, uh, this uh, entire podcast. Thanks to Brock Burke for joining us from San Francisco. Anything else before we get out of here? No, just uh, happy Memorial Day to everybody. Be safe. Be safe. Especially if you go on a boat. God dang it. Uh, all Be the time. smart. Yep. All right. Guys, until next time, we'll see you at the yard.